Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce. Hosted by Flyers game day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly sports radio legend Al Morganti. So I am happy to have a Hall of Famer, Mark Howe, especially happy, Mark, because it's the morning after Travis Konechny got a Gordie Howe hat trick. And I got to ask you, what is that like? Your dad is named after Gordie Howe. What is it like hearing it's still in the in the in the language of hockey all these years later? Well, uh, dad's name, I think, will uh will go on for an, ever and ever for anybody that uh, is in love with this game. And, uh, you know, as will Bobby Orr and uh, Wayne Gretzky, Marilyn Mew. I mean, those names just live on forever. But, uh, yeah, uh, ironically, uh, I guess they said Gord- Dad didn't actually have that many Gordie Howe hat tricks. But uh, uh, I just think a lot of people didn't feel like fighting him, fighting him after a while. <laughs> I think they just gave the minor penalty for a fight back then. They didn't give you the the fighting major that, but it's uh, it was remarkable. Konechny has uh, that part of the game that your dad was so good at, just the, just being physical. That that part of the game just has never left. Though though it's fast and everything else, it seems like that that is forever going to be part of how to be successful. And Konechny's better because of it. I think so. I like I I scouted the uh, Konechny uh, enough to know that uh, when he's playing his best, it's when he's involved physically. Uh, when uh, quote unquote, when he thinks he's a player uh, and the game comes easy to him, he's not near as effective. And uh, and I think it's helping him a lot this year um, having Couturier back at center ice. So uh, I know his dad's theory: if I got a really good left winger. Um, uh, I want a right-hand sentiment. If I got a good uh, right winger, I want a left hand. So I want a guy that's passing on his forehand. Uh, and there's very few exceptions. I mean, guys like Bobby Clark were great at passing the puck forehand, backhand. Um, my best offensive year uh, as a left winger in the WHA was uh, playing with Andre Lacroix, uh, an original flyer uh, who was fantastic at passing on his backhand as well. But generally as a role, um, so, but in the case of connecting, you got Couturier feeding him the puck. And, uh, I know, uh, with Couturier missing all last year, I think it really hurt the team at having him back. It, it adds a lot of stability to, uh, to the middle of the rink, which is a vital, vital piece of the team. Yeah. Mark, you have a unique, uh, you know, perspective having been a winger, as you just said, then hall of fame defenseman <laughs> to move, to move to that position. You see what the flyers are going through in this whole trying this process of trying to be an elite team again when you look at them and you were with Detroit a number of years as a scout so you saw how that built up into a dynasty where do you think the Flyers are in this rebuild Um, just especially in terms of the defensemen that they have right now well I I, you you need if you go back I mean all you have to do is go back recently look at Tampa Bay Um, I mean you they were getting to the finals. They were getting close to the final. They were losing every year. And it's just because they couldn't suffocate you defensively. And they were loose in their own end of the rink. Then they built their defense up. They had five guys on their back end that were 225 or over. And uh, mobility was fantastic. Great competitors, great puck movers. Um, you know, and then, then they started winning cups. If you got to the third period and Tampa had a one-goal lead, the thing that impressed me the most was they could just shut you down. 
And you never looked at Tampa that way before, but that's why they won cups. You look at the success that the Chicago Blackhawks had with the defense they had, uh, the Detroit Red Wings. You go back to even at the end of my career, you look at the New Jersey Devils and Stevens and Niedemeyer with Falski. I mean, you just go on and on. And you have to have a good defense in order to win uh, to win cups. Uh, and and I, I believe that the Flyers will probably have that same philosophy. And uh, I, I do think their defense is playing. I, actually, I think their, their team is playing above expectations. Uh, from what I read, I've only seen a few games. Uh, but they're, they're playing as a team. They're playing as a unit. But in order to win, and I know the goal is to win Stanley Cups. It's not just to get to the playoffs. It's to win Stanley Cups. And uh, in order to do that, uh, you have to have a really solid back end. And, uh, you know, I think the last 20, 25, 30 years of hockey has kind of proven that. But how, how do you, you know, you've been involved as a, when you're involved in an organization, you, you talk, talk to the front as what's coming. You know what the fans expect. How difficult is it to stay patient? to realize the payoff, payoff isn't going to come necessarily this year or next year. As an organization, how difficult is it to kind of just stay with the, the plan that you have and not try to jump ahead? Uh, well, you need, you need strong leadership. So, I, I mean, you go back to the case of the Detroit Red Wings, and I think it's been seven years. I mean, we went, we went yeah. 25 years making the playoffs every year, winning cups, uh, been in contention most years. Uh, but then, you know, like we knew when number five, Nick Lidstrom was retiring, that things were going to uh, start sliding pretty quickly. And um, unfortunately, uh, they, had, they did very poor in the lottery. Um, and, the, you know, I think uh, over a four year stretch, the worst you could do is go up 12 uh, draft picks and they went up nine or 10. And uh, it, it just and it sets you back. And uh, so the one year they dropped Phillips Adina because we went up three. If we'd gone down one, the very next year I'm watching Carolina play and I'm watching Svechnikov play. So mm-hmm. the luck, the luck of that lottery went from a, a Philip Zadina who's struggling to play in the league to Svechnikov, who's one heck of a player. So you need to be lucky. You need to be lucky on the right years. Um, but you need the leadership. So Steve Eisman uh, has has stayed the course, and it, and I know he's going to stay the course. Uh, and but right now, I think the people in Detroit they're starting to see some of the results of some of the Stevie went out on the limb, made some picks. Um, he along with Chris Draper, and the people are seeing the results of, uh, of those picks. And uh, so there, but it's been seven years. Um, you need, uh, but I think uh, the, the Flyers, like I said, I, I think they need to build uh, a Stanley Cup type of defense, and that does take a few years. But they, uh, but the one thing, the games I've been to this year, there was one game, I, I always judge the games by how much energy is in my body when I walk out of that <laughs> rink. And there was one game, well, I think two games where, uh, and they haven't played as well at home as they have on the road, uh, but there's two games I walked out and I felt a little energized. And I think for the fans, um, I didn't have that last year, but I have that feeling this year. So as a fan and watching the game, uh, that's encouraging. And, uh, and I think there's a strong belief in the new leadership of the team. Uh, I know they, mo- they moved on from uh, some great, great leaders in the past, but it's, it's a new vision. And uh and the people believe in uh, in what they're seeing, and I and I believe in it too. 
Yeah, and everybody seems to be excited about the Russian kid, Mich- Mich- he's supposed to be coming over, you know, waiting for him. So you're waiting, waiting for the, Rus- the Russian player, the mad Russian, as Tortorella calls him. How difficult is that as a front, as a scout, as a, to, to kind, of put, kind of put everything? How, when do you know it's the real deal? Will they even know until he gets here and, and he's on the ice? Or, or are the guys the guys that are just a blue lock? It's difficult for me to see. I mean, I can watch junior hockey or college hockey. But when I hear about Mitchkov, I'm like, I, I'm just, I'm just believe. <laughs> Is it? A, should we all just believe right here? Well, I, I don't because like anything I read was uh, he would probably have been the number two pick overall, and uh, he drops to the Flyers, and um, and ideally, I don't think they really want a guy to come over now. Because the worst thing you can do is be mediocre, good. And just barely make the playoffs and get the 14th draft pick. I mean, it's it's really a bad situation. You need you need high picks, uh, or you gotta you gotta get lucky when you when you're starting to pick uh, number 10 to 30. It's kind of a crapshoot a lot of times. Uh, but from what I hear, like if you're getting a guy who who should have been a number two overall pick, you're getting a good player. And uh, sometimes it uh, there's an adjustment period for the Euro- Europeans, the Russians, the Soviets when they come over. Uh, of getting used to the smaller ice surface, uh, getting used to playing, uh, you know, uh, 80, 82 game schedule, and getting used to the lifestyle and language. A lot of times it's about a one year transition. Uh, but ideally, I think a guy uh, that would be number two overall, he's going to be good enough to play in the league. And all, you, all you're looking for is a progression of him getting better. Getting better.